Imagine the experience that could be brought to the table with a coach who used to be an investigating officer. This is interesting. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Hey, Giant Builders. Happy Tuesday to you. I have a guest today that is Tony Wexler, in which case he has a very interesting transition career story. So I'll let him share that with us. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hi, Lois. It's great to be here today. Great. So you changed careers. Can you talk to me about that? Oh, sure. Uh, I changed careers. Actually, it's an interesting story. It was right before COVID happened. Now, I worked as an investigator for like 20 years, and I was a senior investigator at the time. I also have a private investigator's license, so I'm like the the private eye coach. (laughs) But uh, what I did uh, was I was training other investigators to take statements, confessions from suspects. I would train them in such a way that they would not only would they get the confession, but the suspects would thank them in the end. And I figured that is one of the most difficult sales to make. And if I could teach somebody how to sell that, I could teach somebody how to sell a car or anything. So I was thinking about changing careers and doing something in the sales training area. So Again, this is before the pandemic hit and I was putting a business plan together. I was going to go around and market this and lo and behold, we get hit by COVID and everything is locked down. And my whole idea of going around talking to uh, different businesses like car dealers, real estate companies, insurance agencies, any any place where they have sales staff uh, kind of went down the tubes. So what did I do? never give up. So I went out and I invested in myself. I invested in a coach, which anybody out there who has not done so, I highly recommend it. It's it's a way to really make life-changing uh, progress in your life. So I invested in a coach. I agree. It definitely helps you line up. I yeah, definitely- it does. It helps you line up. And what it told me was, wow, this coaching thing is really aligned with what I want to do. So uh, in May of 2020, right in the middle of COVID pandemic, I launched TonyWCoaching.com, opened my business, Tony W. Coaching, and have not looked back. I was able to leave my investigator job in February of 2021, so less than a year later. And I now am a speaker, trainer, and coach. And I'm also a podcast host, Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive podcast. There's a story behind that, but we may save that for a little later. All right. So before we move on, I have a question for you about being an investigator. Yes. Does it drive you as crazy as it does me when people do stupid things on movies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every every PI show, for example, there it's nothing like real life. Actually, the, the my two favorite cops, my two favorite TV cops, number okay. one, Peter Falk playing Columbo. Yeah. Because even though it was fiction and there were a lot of things on there that you could really pick apart, his whole style of conducting the investigation, you know, where he turned around and say, oh, just one more thing. 
you know, he always held his cards back and he made the suspects underestimate him, which is actually something that's, it's a very smart move when you're doing investigations. But my favorite TV cop, and this may surprise you, and it goes back a few years. Some okay. of the uh, listeners may not uh, may not remember, um, but it is on uh, a lot of the uh, like Netflix and all those shows. But it's the old Andy Griffith show. Oh yeah, <laughs> Andy, Andy Griffith was the most confident sheriff because he didn't carry a gun, right? He was confident and. He just had fun with his job. He knew who he was. He would talk to his suspects like real people. He would have conversations. And, you know, when you really feel like you belong in a place, that's when you truly have confidence. Yeah. Now think about this, and I'm totally going off the wall here on this. That's right. I took us there. (laughs) It's okay. Have you ever walked into a store where they sell things that are way beyond your budget? or maybe a dealership. And how do you feel? You kind of feel like you don't belong there, right? And people in the store can actually pick that up, but that's a whole other issue. Mm -hmm. But if you walk in there, like you belong there, that's where your confidence comes from. So Andy, the sheriff, even though he was a, a fictitious character, he carried himself in a way where he had confidence and he belonged everywhere he went and everybody liked him. And that's really, if you really want to be uh, in law enforcement and do a great job, you know, be more like Andy Griffith rather than uh, some of the other shows. And we don't want to even go down the the road. I know there's a lot of them out there. All right. I just had to know because, you know, when they're, I'm always like, Get pick up the gun. Don't leave it behind. Haven't you seen enough movies? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's go back to your coaching. So, what type of person or business person do you look to coach? Well, uh, I usually ask people how to create this balanced life between their career and their family life. I ask them, you know, what do you really want in your life? Better relationships? Do you want more energy? Do you want more enthusiasm for your life? Would you like to make more money and achieve financial independence? Most people say that they would, right? How about letting go of your fears and your doubts and just going for it and taking action, overcoming procrastination and self-doubt? So really, there's a whole gamut of things that I work with people on. I like to say that we all get up in the morning and we all dread that Monday morning, right? You get up, your alarm goes off, you get out of your bed, out of one box, you get into another box, your car, and you drive to work and you dread the morning traffic. And then you end up going to work in this little office and you're in this cubicle. Another box. box. (laughs) Then you come home and you watch what my parents used to call the idiot box, the television at night to unwind. And you really dread Monday morning. You're on this hamster wheel of life. You're just going through the motions. You're feeling no passion. What about, that's your Monday. What about Friday? Friday, you're a little more excited. You got a little step, you know, you, you, in your in your walk, right? Yeah. You're, you're enthusiastic. You're still working, but you're enthusiastic because you get to do the things that you want to do on the weekend. Well, I say, stop dreading Monday morning and start living like every day is a Friday. And if anybody out there is looking to do that, that is the perfect person uh, for me to work with. 
Great. I, yeah, I love that. Every day is a Friday. That would be wonderful. What does the first meeting look like with you? Well, most people don't know what they want. And people think they know what they want, but they really don't. So the first thing that I do is help people to get clear on two things. One, what do they really want in life? But the second thing is, what don't they want? Most people are motivated by either moving towards something or moving away from something. When you move towards something, it's moving towards your goals. So those are the goal-oriented people. I want this in my life. I want to be able to achieve that financial independence. I want to be able to share my gift with the world. But most people are actually motivated by moving away from something. I don't want to end up in debt like my parents were. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to uh, have credit card debt. I don't want to live a life that I, I don't enjoy and not being able to take vacations, right? So you have to know what you want and what you don't want. And once you figure that out, then you have to ask yourself why. And we spend a lot of time figuring out the why, because the why will take you more places than the how will ever take you. Oh. Once you know your why, the how comes automatically. We can we can figure out a how, but figure out really why you want to do that. I found uh, that I learned that a lot, even in the field of investigations, because I would sit down, you know, with a suspect and really figure out why did you do that. And sometimes they didn't want to tell me. Most of the time, they didn't, they didn't want to tell me. They didn't want to admit that they did it. Right. But the question that I like to ask is, well. If you did do that, and what that does is relaxes them a little bit because it's not saying they did, it's that if, if you did do it, why would you have done it? And once you figure out their why, now you know some of the things that motivate them. And really coaching, part of coaching is being able to motivate somebody. Now, everyone talks about Tony Robbins being the great motivational speaker, but he himself will tell you that he's not a motivational speaker. He is a success strategist. And that's pretty much what I do. In fact, they call me the other Tony because <laughs> Robbins, who's like six foot seven. He's this giant man. Uh, there's a story behind that. He, he was actually rather small in high school and he had some particular ailment of the pituitary gland, I believe it was, and, and it caused him to grow. Uh, to this giant proportion. Um, but me, uh, I didn't get that gland problem. So I stayed short. I'm like five, five. So you've got Tony and me, the other Tony. So that's what, uh, that's what they call me, but it's really not motivating people. You know, I digress a little bit, ADD moment. It's really about finding out uh, where somebody wants to go and figuring out the best way to take them there. How often do you meet with your clients? I meet with my coaching clients uh, once a week okay. and we set up a program. Usually we do 90 day program. That's the average. So we're meeting 12 times during that program. In some cases, I like to go six months, which would be twice that. But most people usually start out 90. And then sometimes after the 90 days, they want to go further and I'll take them further. Uh, I'll really, I'll work with somebody as, as long as they want. But one of the things that's interesting about coaching rather than counseling is there's an end date in mind. Mm -hmm. All of my clients will eventually graduate. You know, they will leave the program and 
I remember the first time that that happened. And it was really interesting. It was bittersweet because I was so happy for this particular client because she really had blossomed through the sessions. And we had come to be very close. We didn't know each other very well at the beginning. She was just an acquaintance at the time when she started working with me. And by the end of that 90 days, you know, I knew it was time for her to graduate. And I really, I was missing those weekly sessions. So again, it's really interesting, the relationships. And I have good relationship with all of my previous clients. In fact, they check in with me once in a while and I follow up on them to see how they're doing. So it's really uh, an interesting process. But once a week is is the perfect time to meet with somebody because they can check in. Uh, and if an emergency comes up, I don't encourage this too much because my schedule is pretty busy. But if something happens and they want to shoot me a text and say, hey, I got a question for you, you know, I'll be happy to answer that. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about your podcast, The Strive to Thrive? Ah, you remembered. I left I that did. in shortly or, or at the beginning uh, of the interview. Yes. So here I was. I started this new coaching business and things were going well. And I was out there on social media, as many people were. And again, you got to remember, this is 2020. So this is the height of COVID. There was an election here in the U.S. going on at the time. And Social media was just so negative. Mm. In fact, still is when I go out there on social media. I do a lot of my marketing on social media. I like to uh, share content. So I was looking at the world and saying, wow, there's just so much negativity out there. We need people to bring positive things out there, to spread that positivity in the world. And I mean, I'm not talking about false or toxic positivity. That's another word that we hear in the self-development community, <laughs> toxic positivity. And that's basically you know, saying, oh yeah, everything's great, everything's great, even though it isn't. You have to be real, but real positivity, uh, spreading a positive message, doing things uh, for a positive outcome. That's, that's what I mean when I talk about positivity. But we needed more positive content in the world. And I heard this little inner voice. Have you ever heard that voice that says, yep. And it <laughs> said, you're going to do That's this. We are here. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's why you're here. So <laughs> we said, you're the one to do it. And I had thought about doing a podcast at one time. I'd actually thought about doing one of those true crime podcasts that you see a lot and something related to my, my previous job, but I was never really motivated to do it. It was just like a thought. And going back a few years, when I was in high school, I actually used to be a DJ. I was working in radio uh, for a while at the time and end up getting out of that because I found out that the person who makes the most money in radio is the at least back in those days, was the morning drive DJ. That's the person that gets on the air at like five in the morning while people are getting up and going to work. And you usually work five o'clock or 6 a.m. until nine or 10 a.m. And when I was 18 years old, I was not a morning person. So I said, well, maybe I got to think of a new career. But I did do some DJing in clubs. I did weddings. I did a whole host of those things while I was... Uh, in my early uh, days of college and post-college before I got into investigations. So I'd had experience behind a microphone and I've never been a person who is uncomfortable in front of people. That's also why I became a speaker as well as a coach. I've never had that fear of public speaking that people have. So 
when it was thought to do a podcast, I said, you know what, that would be fun. And I really, I didn't know nothing about the technology and how to do it, but I just said, I'm just going to do this. So as you and I are sitting here recording this, I am ready to air my 100th episode. So I've been doing this for two years now. Again, it's called Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast. It's a strictly audio podcast, but you can find it on any place that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, anything anything like that. Uh, you won't find it on YouTube, though, because <laughs> it's just me and my guest or sometimes just me talking. But it's all about different things, positive content. One of the first series that I did had to do with the five biggest fears. We talked about the five biggest fears, fear of public speaking, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. fear of death, fear of heights, fear of rejection, which is a really what fear of public speaking really is. It's more of a fear of rejection than the public speaking itself, because the speaking is no big deal. It's how people will react to you. So we talked about that. And since then, I've had a whole slew of episodes. There's one coming up that I'm I really enjoyed recording with someone who helps people to relocate and it's called Inflation Busting Through Relocation. And I really had a good time recording that episode. It's fresh in my mind because I just edited it. So, uh -huh. But the podcast is something that I enjoy doing. It's more of a passion project for me. It's something where I can give back to a world uh, and a community that's, uh, that's given so much to me. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, let's see. How can people reach you? Well, I'm on Facebook, of course. These days, really, who isn't? Well, there are a few people, but my personal page, which is just my name, Tony Wexler, and I think it's one, and it's W-E-C-H-S-L-E-R. That's why I use Tony W for Tony W Coaching. Uh, you can find me at TonyWCoaching.com. And there's also the Facebook group, which is called Strive to Thrive. You go into Facebook groups and... I got a little tricky here. Even though it's a group, if you write out Strive to Thrive page, it'll take you there. And on my website, there's a free ebook out there. It's called Strive to Thrive. And it's about what to do when you have a wake-up call moment. Because almost everybody does, right? I had it when I changed my career. And a lot of people that I work with, they have that wake-up call moment where they just decide, I have two directions I can go in. Now, sometimes a wake-up call moment has to do with something bad that happens to you. Like maybe you go through a divorce, maybe you lose your job, maybe you get a bad medical report in your life. So you have to make some kind of change, but sometimes it's a positive thing. Wherever you are and whenever you get that wake-up call moment, the book talks about how to react to that. It's a short read. Uh, so Come to TonyWCoaching.com, download the free ebook, and uh, I would I would be honored to have you in the Strive to Thrive group as well. Great. Yeah, we're going to look for that. So that really works out well as far as especially people who are starting out in their new business, their wake-up moment, um, having some direction mm -hmm. through a coach to make a yes. huge difference as far as how fast you can grow or how fast mm -hmm. you can get organized. So that's, that's a really good benefit. Mm -hmm. Well, I say every single one of us, Lois, 
we have a special gift that's inside of us. And our job is really to discover what that gift is. It's to unfold it, to utilize it, and to live it in this lifetime. And it's only in this moment when we do that, that we are incredibly fulfilled. Mm -hmm. That is when we realize that life has meaning. That's when we can live a purposely positive life, which is uh, what my new book, which uh, is in the works right now. It's called The Purposely Positive Life. It talks about living life on purpose, but also for a purpose, living life in a positive way, but also leaving a positive impact on the world. And oh, that's, that's wonderful. Life. Yeah. And I think that's what each one of us really wants to do. I mean, on the other side, we've all experienced those times in our life where we felt absolutely hopeless, like everything we've worked for has gone down the drain. And sometimes we've even felt that we're a failure in life. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Yes. Uh, I, I know I certainly have. Many people have learned to fear pain so much that anything new, even if it's something that can clearly help us, we often will say no to that just to protect ourselves. The word no is a way of protection. I teach that uh, in some of my negotiations workshops that I teach. People like to use the word no rather, rather than the word yes. So, but it's just like when we walk into a store to buy something or a, a car dealership, especially, right? The first thing or the first time someone walks up to you and says, can I help you? What's our immediate response? Uh, no, we're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just looking. And yeah. it, it's the real choice that comes when people can learn to say yes and be able to condition ourselves to say yes to the opportunities that are right in front of us. Yes to the possibilities and yes to begin to look at what's really possible instead of trying to protect ourselves uh, from something that we really don't need to protect ourselves from. And maybe things that could expand our life completely. Like I know that in my life, uh, there have been very few things that have enhanced my life that have come from saying no. But there were lots of things and even tough choices when saying yes really has expanded my life completely. So I encourage everyone out there to say yes uh, for something that makes you feel more alive, more fuller, more awake, and more rich in your life. And to me, when I can help someone, when someone says yes, and I can help them to make, find that life that they're really looking for, start living like every day's Friday. Uh, that's what makes this journey all worthwhile. Not overwhelmed, but just make people think. And yeah. Make people, yeah, you know, I want that. I want that right now, you know. And a lot of times, you know, people talk about, you know, well, how do you look, how do you sell your coaching or how do you market your coaching? I just, talk to people I, and I listen to them because that's one thing that we're missing in today's society. You know, I talked a lot about negativity in the world and a lot of times we're so busy trying to talk to somebody that we don't listen. Mm -hmm. Now we're doing an interview now and I'm doing a lot of talking, but normally if you and I were sitting in a coffee shop, having a conversation, I'd be doing a lot more listening. And I think most of us also listen. And as a podcast host, I know how it works. You're listening because you need to make a response or you need to ask the next question. But in our real daily lives, the best way to listen is to listen, to understand, yeah. not to listen, to respond. And that's something that 
as a coach, I've really learned to do. Uh, and really, it went back to my days of investigating. When I was talking to people, I'd want to find out what they wanted. And in a way, even though I didn't agree with what they did, I could still acknowledge that that's how they felt and make them feel really comfortable so that by the end of the interview, they were willing to uh, basically give up the ship, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of times that didn't mean good things for them. So one of the things I like about coaching is when I get somebody to admit those things and to have those aha moments and to share them with me, then I'm able to take them to the next level. I'll, I'm able to take them to the next transition in their life. And hopefully I'm able to take them all the way to transformation. And when you do that, it's just an incredible feeling. So I get really more out of that sometimes I think than the clients do. So do you have a favorite social media that you use for your business? I tend to like Facebook. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram, but for some reason, I just like the way Facebook is to navigate. I think LinkedIn is fun. I've been getting used to that a little bit, but I, I like the idea of being able to do Facebook lives. Mm -hmm. I go live in my group once in a while. I'm able to post uh, some teaching. If you're familiar with the book, I'm sure you are, Think and Grow Rich by mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill. Yes. Uh, a few months ago in the Strive to Thrive group, I took 15 weeks and I went live for about 15 minutes, 30 minutes at the most every Monday. And uh, we went through chapter by chapter and we went through the entire book and it was just really fun and interesting to hear people commenting about it because one of the things about that book, I don't know if you've talked to people who have read it and they'll say, oh yeah, I read it, but you know, it really didn't do anything for me. Hmm. The question I like to ask is, well, you know what? That book was full of exercises that you were supposed to do. Did you do the exercise? Yeah. And most of the time, those people that were not successful from the book, they didn't do the exercises. There's another thing I thought of when I was, you know, thinking about that study is how many books are out there now, how to get rich, how to improve your health or how to lose weight or how to have the perfect relationship. How many books do you think are out there, Lois, right now? Um, millions. <laughs> millions maybe even billions right uh, a lot so how come if all these people are buying these books that we're not seeing a whole bunch of skinny rich people walking around with their perfect <laughs> partner the good question <laughs> it has to do with education and information versus implementation they read the book most of them, statistically, most people who buy a book like that, they won't even finish the whole book. Mm. And that also happens with courses that we take, online courses. Yeah. You'll sign up for a course. Maybe you'll watch the first or second module and you won't complete it. But we don't complete it or we just get the information and we don't do the implementation. And that's one thing where having a teacher who's also a coach will help you tremendously because I'm all about getting people to do those exercises, being their accountability partner mm -hmm. and helping them to get through. Uh, I'll give you a tip right now. Okay. Are you a procrastinator, Lois? I am not. 
Okay, well, that's good. That's a good thing. Uh, do you know people in your life who are procrastinating? Yes, I do. You want to help someone procrastinate. Remember before when I said you move away from things, right, more than you move toward things? Right. Okay, so think of a cause. Okay. Something that you're, you don't have to say what it is, just, you know, in okay. your <laughs> Tell someone to think of a cause or maybe an organization that you just don't like. Don't right? like? That you don't like. Oh. I mean, but okay. you don't, don't, but not something, I mean, I wouldn't say something that's downright evil, you know, but okay. something that, that, that you, that you don't like, you know, for example, I'll, I'll, I'll use, I'll use uh, politics. Uh, okay. You know, you know, if, if let's just say candidate A, you know, if you're for candidate A and you're not for candidate B, okay? So if you're not for candidate B, what I would tell someone to do is, okay, so you really need to do this particular thing in order to go to the next level. You need to, let's say it's, uh, it's let's say they're trying to lose weight. Okay. So you need to uh, exercise. So you need to get up and either go to the gym every day or walk every day. Let's just do something simple. Let's say they want to walk every day. And I'm again, I'm using a, a really simplistic uh, example here, but just to get the point. If you don't walk every day, by the end of the week, I want you to write out to me a $100 check right now to that political candidate that you don't like. I'm going to hold on to it. And at the end of the week, if you have not walked for at least five days, then I'm going to mail that check. Oh, no. <laughs> so what you're doing is you're motivating them mm -hmm. by giving them something that they don't want to do yeah. uh, as a consequence. Again, it's it's a little tricky, but if someone has been procrastinating doing something, you know, that's called gaining leverage on yourself. Yeah. Yep. So Does it work again, on children. It could work on children. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You have to find uh you have to find the consequence. Yeah. You have to be willing to uh to carry out that consequence. But on the other side, I also prefer to use more positive reinforcement, mm -hmm. you know, to, to give them positive rewards. A lot of people will be working and they'll say, you know, I'm gonna just take a break and I'm gonna watch some TV for a while, or I'm gonna watch my favorite show on net Netflix or whatever. Uh, when I say no. Get the activity that you need to get done. Do that. And as your reward. That you can watch the show. You yeah. watch the show. Right. So yeah. again, th these are all kind of simple, basic things that you can do in, in your in your life and make great, great changes in your life. Oh, definitely. Tony, any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts for today. Well, I would ask yourself that question. Are you really living that purposely positive life? Are you feeling that enjoyment of your life that you have on a Friday, right? Are you living like every day is a Friday? And if you're not, ask yourself, why not? You know, I don't know what your faith and religious beliefs are. You know, I tend to believe in God and the higher power and the whole thing. But in reality, on this earth, we only get to live once and we might as well have a great life. If you have children, you want to be a good example to your children, right? And I would say set a goal 
get a coach if you can and go after that goal. Go for it. Take that opportunity to go for it. And the other thing I would say is to try to walk through the world. I th I'm thinking of a quote by Helen Keller. Now, if you know Helen Keller, she was a woman who was uh, shortly after birth, she lost her sight and her hearing. And she said that life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Mm. So are you making your life a daring adventure? That's and that's the question I, I, would, uh, I would ask anybody watching today. Leave your comments below. Thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate your time and just sharing with us. And we're going to be looking for your podcast. And so we can be part of that, be in that too. Well, Lois, this has been a great time. I've enjoyed chatting with you. And uh, I would love to talk with you more in the future. All right. It's a plan. All right. Thanks, Giant Builders. See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.